I left my failing business that resulted in thousands of dollars of debt and almost killed my passion for entrepreneurship to set out on a journey to build a business I could enjoy doing the rest of my life. I went all in to learn a new skill and found myself in the world of funnel marketing. Now I get to talk to entrepreneurs who are creating mass movements and empowering others. I don't know how I'll do it yet, but I know I want to join them. Follow me on my journey as I speak with top entrepreneurs to learn the strategies they are using to build their movements and grow their businesses. I'm your host, Susan Leonardson, and this is Amplify Your Impact. Hey, Amy, thanks for being here. Thank you. I'm psyched to be here, Susan. So we're going to talk about copy, specifically sales copy, and you are a copywriter. So you're going to be the person that's going to be the best to talk to us about that. Let's get to know you first a little bit. Like, how did you get into copywriting? Yeah. So right about coming up, it's been about 18 months. I launched my own business um, where uh, you know, I decided to be a copywriter, right? But before that, I had been hanging out. My corporate background was in the HR consulting space. Um, I worked for a really large organization and I led a team of HR consultants where we basically had to do all of our own email marketing um, because the email marketing that was pumped out by corporate just didn't really fit our niche of clients. And so I found myself as sort of a part of my nine to five life, having to do a ton of email marketing. And that's where I realized that I kind of really liked it and had a bit of a knack for it. And then one day it dawned on me because I I knew that I wanted to be my own boss and launch my own business, that I could actually do that for other people. And I could help, you know, help women in particular um, grow their businesses by doing this fun little thing that I had been doing for years, just as sort of a side part of my job, which was, you know, get writing stuff that got people to take some kind of an action. Um, So I had kind of a background in my corporate life, um, but I launched my business about 18 months ago. That's awesome. And you, so now you, you are your own boss. This is like your full-time job now, right? It is. You're able to leave the corporate world and start your own business and you're a copywriter now. That's so awesome. And and only 18 months ago. Yeah. It's, it was kind of a pretty wild year. I basically had my second baby, went back, launched my business on maternity leave, went back to work, got a huge promotion. This is at like a fortune 500 company leading the team, um, moving into a leadership role and then basically quit six months later, which I felt really bad about at the time, but it was the right, all of the choices were the right choices. And you know, your path kind of takes you where it does. So like, yeah, in the span of a year, I kind of had all this amazingness happen. And now I literally have to pinch myself every day because I get paid money to write stuff for women who have big hearts and big missions and are trying to help empower and inspire other women. And I get to write for them. And it's just awesome. (laughs) That is so exciting to hear and like inspirational because yes, you are probably not the norm. People can't just normally (laughs) decide to do something else. That's something that they really love and have, you know, a full-time business that's replaced their full-time income all within a year. But it's possible. And that's the story here, you know, with you is that it's possible if you put your mind to it and do it and, you know, just go for it. And I've watched you for maybe like the past six months. So well into your, your journey of your own business, but 
um, it's been exciting to see how things unfold for you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm, I'm so humbled by that. It's, it's been such a wild ride and life changing and the best decisions I've ever made. (laughs) Terrifying, fun, all the good things, all the feelings. It's just awesome. So let's talk about copy because this is a struggle that I think a lot of people deal with, whether it's for themselves or for their clients. Mm -hmm. A lot of, you know, digital marketing comes down to good copy, getting that sales message across. Mm -hmm. Otherwise you're not going to connect with your site visitors, your audience, your community, whatever it is. It comes from like, you know, uh, social media posts to emails to your funnel pages and <laughs> all of it needs copy and even like videos what you're speaking still stems from copy mm-hmm. so what are some ways that we can improve on on that sure so i would say the first thing when you sit down to write it is to make sure that you actually are writing a piece of copy um meaning like there's there's writing, there's pieces. I kind of, I liken copywriting to sort of this difference between marketing and sales. So content writing is kind of like marketing, copywriting is sales. So it's really, again, it's a sales conversation. So you're not just sitting down to like entertain and educate and tell people that you're there and bring about brand awareness, right? You are, you are going there with a very specific intent to try to drive a sales process forward. It might not be buy today, and click, you know, the link to buy today. But every time you're sitting down to write something that some way, shape or form fits into your bigger sales picture, you need to know that. So you need to be very deliberate and intentional when you're sitting down to write these things. And you can't forget that the purpose, you're always working towards that purpose of pushing people further along down in their sales conversation. So When you go to sit down to write down, there's like, I kind of think of these five key things that I think are kind of action-based and really can help you walk away to try to improve your sales copy. So the first thing when you're sitting down to write sales copy is that you need to get really crystal clear in terms of who it is that you are speaking to. And you'll hear people talk about ideal client, target client, ICA, ideal client avatar. You hear all these things thrown about throw that out the window and literally just pretend that imagine a sales conversation. You're sitting down at the table with the number one person that you would like to sell to. And you need to get really crystal clear on who that person is, what they look like. Is it men? Is it women? Is it both? How old are they? What's their background? What's their education? What do they do for a living? What's keeping them up at night? What struggles are they having? Because we're moving to a place where eventually we're going to position our product or service as a solution to their problem. But we can't do that if we don't know what that problem is. So what's keeping them up at night? What type of appetite do they have to take on risk in their life? Are they big spenders? Are they all about their personality and their habits? What they read, what type of content they consume? Like you need to get super grounded. I name my ideal client. Like she actually has a name. Go so far as to do that because then you really start to to envision when you go to sit down and you actually write something, you're just writing a conversation to that one person. And so you have to get really, really clear. So the first thing is to really just spend that time um, and whatever you want to call it, your ideal client avatar, your IC, whatever. 
spend the time and sit and think about what it is that that person looks like because you cannot move further into a sales conversation, even if it's all happening on one sales page. You can't do that if you don't connect with that person. And in order to connect with them, you really need to know where they're coming from. So that's kind of the first thing is to spend a lot of time um, doing some kind of soul searching around who your person is. And so when it comes to actually, I like to sort of give like the the background piece and then give like an actual tip of how you could do that when you're sitting down to write something. So let's say you're writing a sales page, for example, and you want your ideal client to know that the sales page is for them. Literally carve out a section in that page and say, who is this program for? This is a good fit for ABC type of person. It's not a good fit for XYZ type of a person. So a really easy way to, after you've done the homework to know who your ideal client is, you can improve, let's say your sales page by literally calling it to their attention and saying right on there who this is for, who the product or service is for and who it is not for. Um, So that's a, a quick first tip on how to improve. That's awesome. That's a really good tip. That's like, that's the foundation. And honestly, I feel like it's the hardest part. It is because I think people have this um, tendency to want to like cast a really wide net and speak to everybody on the internet. And, and they're afraid to sometimes use, um, I I don't want to, I don't like the word controversial, but like they're, you know, sometimes people really want to work with women, but they don't want to upset the men in the world. Well, that doesn't really matter because the men aren't likely to buy from you. So if you want to, if you're working with women, just say you're working with women or people work. Sometimes people take a very specific, let's say religious tone to their business or, or they work with members of, of a particular religious background. Then just say that, you know, you don't necessarily worry about bothering the other people. Focus very specifically on who your ideal client is. Obviously whenever offending people or, you know, that type of thing, but, you know, get really specific on who it is that you want to serve um, so that the people that you're not looking to work with kind of self-select out. Yeah. So, um, okay. So you mentioned a little bit in there about like, you're moving, like the next step is like figuring out the, like, well, maybe it's part of the first step is figuring out the problem that you're solving. So it's step two. So the first step is know who you serve. When you know who you serve, the the way to position your solution is going to kind of emerge from there because you're going to know what their number one challenge is. You're going to know what's keeping them up at night. After that, you need to really ground yourself in what problem do you solve? Hopefully, before you've launched your business, you've done a degree of, of research and you, you have at least some degree of a sense that there's a need for your product or service in the world. And you know kind of generally what it is that you know, you're trying to accomplish. But the goal here is once you've done some time digging on who your ideal client is and you know exactly what that looks like. You're really trying to key in on what problem do you solve? So like I work with a lot of coaches as an example. We're not selling coaching programs. No one wakes up and is like, oh yes, I can't wait to buy a coaching program. You're selling the transformation that occurs when you complete the coaching program. You're selling the ability to launch a freelancing business in 12 weeks that will help you leave your nine to five. It'll, you're selling the ability to lose X amount of pounds in X amount of time frame. You're selling a very specific, tangible result, a transformation that is connected to your ideal client's biggest challenge. So, and you want to get very specific and speak in very specific terms to what this is. So I I use an example sometimes that like, you'll sometimes see things, oh, I help people live their best life. Well, 
I know like for me right now, that would include helping me kick my sugar addiction and lose probably like 50 pounds. But for someone else, like their best life probably looks really different. So people come and land on this page thinking, I can't wait to live my best life. And when I find out you're helping me start a business and not lose the 50 pounds, well, I'm leaving because this isn't for me. So you have to get, use very specific language and very specific terms around what the, the problem that you solve, the transformation that you, that you provide, the result that you provide. And so, and again, an easy way to do that is to try to develop, and you'll hear people refer to this as um, your positioning statement, your, your elevator pitch, your power pitch, right? Where you very specifically say, I help ideal client and say who they are, achieve whatever the desired result is by doing what you're doing. So what I say as an example, I help women who coach women increase their sales and empower their people by writing copy that nurtures, engages, and converts. So again, it's very clear who I'm serving, what problem I'm solving, and then how. Um, So that's kind of the second step. You know who it is that you're serving, and then you have to focus in on the transformation of the problem that you're solving. That's really good tip on using the specific language um, because I think too many people, and maybe it comes from not being clear on who they're serving and the problem that they're solving, but they kind of use that fluffy language that you were just talking about where it's like, okay, how, what does this mean? How are you going to help me? (laughs) Right. And that's what people, that's how people react. Like, okay, great. So what does this actually mean for me? How does this help me achieve whatever it is that I'm looking to achieve? I always recommend specifically like with headlines or with, you know, the front end of a sales page or a website where you're really calling to, you're calling to your ideal client's attention what it is that the problem that you're solving, that you're using very clear and kind of direct language over clever and cutesy and stuff like that. Like you don't want to leave any room for misinterpretation. You know what they want because you've done the work already. Now tell them that getting what they want starts with whatever it is that you're about to sell them. So what is step three? So the next thing, um, that I like to, uh, key in on with clients is to, um, I call it like my start with why, because I just love, I don't know if you've heard of that Ted talk or if you've watched it, but I adore it. And we talk a ton in entrepreneur space about like why and what keeps you motivated as an entrepreneur. Well, that is 100% not what this is talking about. Um, and that's why I reference very specifically the Ted talk. And I'll always tell people, you need to go watch it. You need to go watch it. There's this way, like human beings, the way that we process information, we, we need to try to start with, it's a, a great acronym. It's called WIFM, what's in it for me. We need to appeal to our readers' self-interest and let them know what they can, in essence, their why. So again, if you've watched the TED Talk, you know that he, he delivers this fabulous analogy about the iPod and like it gives you the power of a thousand songs in your hand versus it gives you 32 megabytes of data storage, right? Like who wants that? You watch that and it, it's, it's so true. It's this whole idea of appealing to the self-interest, the self-centered interest of your buyer. And so it's starting with this idea of focusing on what's in it for me. So when I say what's in it for me, like I'm not talking about me, the copywriter. I'm not even talking about me, the client. I'm talking about me, the person on the other side of the website or sales page. What's in it for them? Why should they spend, you know, that two minutes or 20 seconds or 10 minutes, whatever, out of their busy day? Why should they stop 
and read what it is that you're writing. What's in it for them? What are they going to gain from it? What are they going to learn? What are they going to get? right? That's what the focus needs to be on. Anytime you're sitting down and again, sales page, website, ad, no matter what it is, start with this idea of what's in it for them. What's their why? Why should they stop and care? What matters to them about what you're writing? Other ways that you hear people refer to this is focus on results and benefits, not on features. Or you might hear people say, oh, and I kind of hate this saying, but it makes sense. Like sell the sizzle, not the sausage, right? Like appeal. No one wants to know what's in that thing. Like appeal to what people care about. They care about eating the thing when they walk out of Fenway Park. Like they don't care about what's in it. It's the same kind of thing. Like appeal to their why, appeal to what's in it for them. um, And that starting there, is going to be, um, again, your best chance for once you've, you've caught their attention, they know you're talking to them. Now let them know why this matters to them, why they need to stop and pay attention. Watch Start With Why because he explains it in the best way. It was, it's like, it's game changing when you're thinking about writing anything and marketing anything in your business. That is an awesome TED Talk. I've, I've watched it before. Brilliant for business and it, it is. And he has the book too, but if you don't want to read, just go listen to the Ted talk. Cause it's pretty much the gist of the book. <laughs> yes, it, it is. It's about the book. <laughs> I know it's so good. It's so much easier. And who has to, uh, I don't have time to read books. Who has time to read books? Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's just, yeah, it's brilliant. And it's, um, it's super helpful. I always think about it too, like the old school car manufacturers, they used to run ads where it was like, Oh, get six Hemi horsepower, all this stuff. I'm like, nobody gets that. That doesn't sell cars. No one cares. Like that doesn't mean anything to me. And now it's like, get into your Jeep and experience the road. And it's all about like this uh, adventure and exploring. And so like, that's what the person cares about. That's why it matters. They don't care. They don't care about all that other stuff. That's not why people are buying. Um, And so start with why. And I'm not, again, not your motivational why, because this sometimes throws people for a loop, not what keeps you motivated and working as an entrepreneur, their why. Um, what's in it for them. That's a really, really good tip. So is it good practice to put a lot of use like YOUs into the copies, like speaking (laughs) to them, or is that also not a very good thing? (laughs) So I'm giggling because you're reading my mind because my tip four is it's not about you. And so when I say that is again, it's super, super, duper important to remember. Like I think if you, if you start to observe your sales interactions, like in real life, or even like dating, if you think back to when you're dating, because dating is kind of selling or like interviewing for a new job, it's like selling, right? Like what was the most awful thing when the person talks about themselves the whole time and never like talks about you, your sales copy, it's like spotlight on your buyer. It's not about you. So like your hero's journey, your struggle that you went through, it is important. And and I'm not saying don't put any of it in there, but it's only relevant in terms of how it helps your people get what they want, right? Because what happens sometimes is people say, oh, wow, you know, Susie Smith went through all this, these terrible things in her life and she came out on top and well, that's great for Susie. But again, what does that mean for me? How does that help me get what I want? So a lot of people fall into this place of wanting to share a ton about their their personal trials and tribulations that took them to where they are today. I would recommend 
you rewrite, you remember that, yes, your story is important because your people need to know who you are. And the action tip is reframe as much of your copy as you can. Literally rewrite your sentences as you sentences versus I sentences. So focus on you, yours, your versus I, me, and mine as much as you possibly can. So that again, they know that the the story is focused on them. The sales conversation is focused on them, not on you. Um, when you think about like, like not nice sales experiences you've had, you've got like this like used car salesman telling you he's like the salesman of the year and he's done all these things and all these accolades that he's done. No one likes that. That's why we don't go to that guy anymore. You know, the, when you go and you're, you're car shopping and like they, they take care of you and they make you feel good and they get you a drink and all the, again, they're keeping the spotlight on you. They're not talking about them. That's what you need to do when you're writing is keep the spotlight on them and reframe as many of those sentences as you can to be you statements. And then a quick side note, no third person. Nobody talks like that in real life. Unless you literally have a team of people in your organization, don't say we because you're not we, you're you. And you're having a conversation with your one ideal client. That's all you're doing here. So ditch the third person. It aggravates people to no end. (laughs) I've actually thought about that a lot before because I see people doing it and I was like, should I be doing that? Cause I've never liked it either. I'm like, I'm not, I'm one person. Like it's not, we, it doesn't seem genuine at all. And so I don't want to do it, but I still find myself falling into doing that just mm-hmm. because that's what I'm normally reading from other people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like yeah. in my head, I'm like, no, it's not we, it's me. Yeah. I will do this for you. <laughs> it certainly can be common in the B2B space in particular. And so I'm not, uh, I'm not saying there's zero place for it, but like if you're like a solo entrepreneur selling your own service that doesn't have a team, you're, you're you and just roll with it. Own it. Like that's awesome. (laughs) The last step, what's step number five? So I, I like say this in like the nicest way possible. Um, but like, just be kind of human about it. Like be a human being. Um, people totally overthink this idea of writing something that's going to go and sit up on the internet. So first of all, like you can edit your sales page on your website if you need to. Like I know nothing ever disappears on the internet, but you can edit the things like don't overthink it. Don't make it into this bigger thing than what it is. You're literally just having a conversation. You are having a conversation with your ideal client. That's all you're doing. So try to just be, be human about it. Like try to make it conversational. Use stories, bring in emotion, like think, Um, a a great tip is literally before you publish it, sit down and read it out loud because you'll catch like the weird little typos that skirt by uh, like a grammar checker because it's not that it's like incorrect. It just doesn't make sense. It allows you to catch those things, but also it allows you to get a feel for like, would this actually make sense if this person was sitting down next to me and we were having an actual sales conversation? would we be talking like this? If not, then take it out, find a different way to write it. Just in, in sort of to think back on that and like think back on, again, your, your human experiences. So using a lot of emotion, tapping into, you know, stories and utilizing storytelling. These are all really good ways to keep it conversational, make it feel like it's just, again, this, this isn't a sales page. This is just a place where I'm just chatting with someone about, this person knows my needs and I'm trying to figure out if this program or, or service or product is a good fit for whatever the problem I have. So that's why, again, it's really nice to like when you've done the front end work and you're literally picturing a person, it helps make that a little bit easier um, because you're literally just, you're writing just for them. And it 
makes it just a lot easier to keep it kind of human um, and keep it light. This means that kind of you can, you don't have to follow all the formal English rules. You can start words with, you can start sentences with and or but, like make it sound like if you say things, I say wicked awesome all the time. I'm from, I'm from the Northeast. That's what we say. I use that in a lot of my copy. If you, there's words that you use all the time, put that in there. It shows your personality. It's okay. You're not trying to get an A on an English test. You're trying to have a sales conversation. So don't overthink it like it's this big scary thing that's sitting out there on a computer screen and just have like a human conversation with someone. Something that I like to do that might be something that's helpful to other people is just record yourself saying the message. You're like saying it as if you are talking to someone and then go type it out because then you're, you're not thinking too hard. Like while you're typing, like, is this how I actually would say it? Like just go say it to someone or to a wall or a mirror or something. And then that's how you would normally have said it. Unless you're super awkward and you need a little bit of practice talking too. (laughs) In which case, go practice. (laughs) Right. Go practice. Exactly. Yeah. So do you have any tips for uh, when someone wants to hire a copywriter? Mm -hmm. um, Do you get people coming to you that are like unprepared for that? I'm sure you walk them through the process of of getting the information you need from them. But is there anything that is helpful for people to know before they hire a copywriter? I am from my person, in my personal opinion, I see a lot of people who um, are not seeing the results that they want to see in their business and think that they can just go and throw some, some copywriting magic on there. And it's all of a sudden going to, you know, be this amazing thing. And sometimes it is, but really sometimes when you dig into it, you find that they haven't done that front end work around who they serve and what problem they solve. And there's like a clarity piece that's missing there. So I would say, start with those things because in order, what you are asking a copywriter to do is not only get inside your head and be able to imitate your voice and your brand, your persona, your tone, but to really connect with the other person that you're trying to talk to and make an emotional connection with them because people buy based on emotion. They justify it after the fact with logic, but they're like, this isn't me making this up. There are actual like Harvard research studies on this. We're buying based on emotion. And so we have to, we have to get inside the brain, your brain to sort of copy your voice and then find a way to connect with these people that we haven't met and we only know through you. So the more prepared you are, the better. The more you know who your people are, all the things that we talked about on the front end, and the more you can speak to the result and the transformation that you provide, um, it is going to be infinitely easier. And then I would say just, you know, just ask, just uh, interview people, quite frankly. Like there's a ton of writers out there. Uh, and there's so many brilliant copywriters that someone is going to have the right vibe for you. And I know, you know, myself personally, like if I, if I ever find, have someone that comes to me and I don't think I'm a good fit, like I know a ton of other people. So I'll connect you with someone because there's plenty of enough to go around for everybody. And so just, you know, know those two things, do that front end work and then just chat with people. You'll find someone that you click with that gets the bigger picture of what it is that you're trying to accomplish. Um, and, and you'll, you'll make that connection. You'll find them. That's awesome, Amy. These are such great tips and really, really foundational to having good copy and overall just having a sales message and getting your thing out there. Like everything you talked about is 
the foundation to everything if you're doing online marketing. So thank you so much for those tips. So if someone wants to come connect with you or hire you or just hang out with you in general, where can they find you online? Yeah. So this is sort of my, I'm going to tell you the place where you can find me. My website is www.gleanpeoplestrategies.com. When you do a slash and do get info, that's where you can find like all of my latest and greatest things that I'm kind of talking about. So it's interesting that we mentioned this because there's this one other little bonus tip, right? That I want to throw in here. Calls to action, right? What we're doing right now. Yeah. We'd like to think that people just know what the action that we want them to take, but they don't, they don't always know. So when you go to write your call to action on that sales page, or like what we did here, point them to one place. Don't point them to your Facebook page and sign up for your group and subscribe for the newsletter and buy the thing, send them to one place, give them one thing. People get distracted. So gleanpeoplestrategies.com slash get info. Awesome. And from there, then people can decide where they want to go connect with you at. (laughs) That's a really, really awesome tip. Yeah. Thank you, Amy, so much for being here. Do you have any other final thoughts that you wanted to share? No, just that this is a blast and I love geeking out about this stuff and I'm thrilled that I got this opportunity to chat with you. So thank you. Yeah. It was great to have you on. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of Amplify Your Impact. If you're loving what you're hearing, please subscribe and leave a review to help others like you discover the show. Now, have you ever wished that you could have a funnel builder or funnel designer on demand at your call whenever you needed them? Well, I want to invite you to go check out profunneldesigns.com where you can get a funnel builder for your team for a flat monthly fee and get whatever you need done anytime you need it. If you have existing funnels that need some optimization and redesigning, if you need new funnels built, then we can get new funnels built for you. And if you are just needing someone to manage what you already have going, then we can help with that as well. So head on over to profunneldesigns.com and check out what we can do for you.